This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to Accelerate Your Business Growth, where we're exploring all sorts of business topics. Experts from around the world join me, your host, Diane Helbig, for a conversation where they share their expertise with all of you. Take what you need, when you need it. Featured on Inc.com, Forbes, and MSNBC's Your Business, this podcast is recognized as one of the best podcasts for small business, sales, leadership, social media, and more. When it comes to business, Accelerate Your Business Growth has got it covered. And now on with the show. My guest today is Ryan Morgan. Ryan is a 15 plus year digital marketing expert with a focus on SEO. He's led organizational and agency digital teams and has a history of driving growth for organizations using SEO. Ryan currently operates the SEO cohort, a contemporary SEO training program and a digital consultancy called Swell. Thanks so much for joining me today, Ryan. Thanks for having me, Diane. Great to be here. It's great to have you here. We're going to be talking about SEO, which I think is still this thing that most uh, business owners still don't have a very firm handle on. So um, I'm going to ask you, not necessarily to explain what it is, but let's start with why it even matters. Why is it important? Yeah, I think for I think you're right. For a lot of business owners, it is this thing that they are probably have heard the acronym, right? SEO, which stands for search engine optimization. And, and they may even have a sense of you know what it is and potentially why it's important. Um, but I think the average business owner has a hard time wrapping their arms around it. So when I think about why SEO is important today for organizations of all kinds, um, I think about a couple of things. Number one is, especially for small businesses, organic search can be often the primary source of website traffic. It can be one of the, the main sources that visitors are coming from outside of your website to your website. Uh, now, this certainly scales up to large businesses as well. Um, but it can be this channel that really does drive a lot of awareness and interest and engagement to your website. Um, ensuring that you are showing up on search engines really helps you build trust and credibility, right? So if someone is searching for your brand or a product or service that you're offering and your organization, your website does not show up in the search results, you're not going to be considered in that space, right? Um, and any any users or individuals that know you may question, well, why isn't this organization or this website showing up? Um, SEO is one of the best tools to really help understand how your market and how your audience talks and what they're looking for. It's actually the sneaky good way to do market research. And I'm happy to dive into that a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and 
it really helps influence the whole buying cycle, right? So when people are looking for information, they go to a search engine and they type in what they're looking for. When they're researching products or services, they go to a search engine and they look for information about companies that are offering that. And when they're looking to purchase, they go to read what other people are saying on review sites and um, testimonials and case studies and things like that. So um, SEO plays this really important role in making sure that a company has a, a strong, established search presence. I gotta tell you, I, I've had you know a handful of conversations about SEO over the years, and I don't think anyone has ever said that it's a great way to do market research, which I think is brilliant. Um, <laughs> but how does someone do that? I, I'm just tremendously curious about that since I've never heard of it before. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you asked because I, I love to talk about this and I love the question. So when I talk about market research, um, SEO really helps us understand the language that our audience is using, right? So I can't tell you how many scenarios I've had where I'm working with an organization and they're developing content for a page and they call it one thing, right? And it's pretty common for insiders, uh, individuals within a company or that have a lot of industry knowledge to call something by an acronym or a term that they know really well but the audience in reality does not call it that same thing. That's not the words that they look for when they're looking for information, when they're looking for products or services that meet their needs. And by doing SEO research, we can understand, well, what are people calling the things that we are offering, right? Products, services, whatever that may be. Um, we can literally look at different search terms and understand the search volume of those and say, wow, this thing that we have been calling this for years, actually only 50 people a month across the entire country search for this. But this other thing that is synonymous with what we call it actually has a thousand searches per month. And that right there is a great example of very simple keyword research as market research to understand um, how your audience talks and the language that they use, but go a step further, you can look at larger sets of data, like what are the keywords that people search for to get to your website? And you can do this through a tool like Google Search Console, which is free, and you can really get into the mind of your audience and understand what are they looking for? What is the information that they need? What are the questions that they have? And you can actually use this to influence and provide more and better content throughout the entire buyer journey. Um, so it's a great way to do market research, kind of uh, reverse engineering it. So when you figure out what, the, how the buyer is, is, you know, the words that they're using, then do you change the wording on your website so that Google picks it up? If it, if it makes sense, right? If, if I'm talking to an organization and, and they've been calling something, you know, one very specific acronym for years, and I find out that exact situation where that thing has only a little bit of search volume per month, but this other term that people are searching for has a lot more, and those are in fact synonymous, and, and working with that organization 
I can get I can get them to agree that oh yes this actually those are synonymous that we're saying the same thing then yes I would in fact recommend that that organization updates their website to reflect how the consumer talks not how they talk and that's going to have a really powerful impact on their search engine performance I get it okay can you talk some about how SEO has changed over the past couple of years Yes, absolutely. And uh, it has changed a lot, in fact. And, um, you know, I think when I think about the quote unquote old days of SEO, and, and you could say this is maybe five years ago, but certainly, you know, what I find is a lot of business owners, their knowledge of SEO is, is typically outdated by about, you know, anywhere from three to 10 years. Um, before today, what would work and what would happen is that we would identify keywords. It was all about keywords. We would identify keywords that we want a specific page to rank for. And we would add those keywords into the, into the page, right? A lot of times organizations would do what's called keyword stuffing, which is really just artificially adding them into the site. Even if it didn't make sense in the, in the context of the content, um, they would add keywords to the page and it would actually perform well. The more relevant keywords you added to the page, the better it performed. Um, and it didn't really matter if the content was good or if it really met the needs of the user. It just mattered that uh, there was that match of keywords for what the user was looking for and what was on any given page. Fast forward to today, everything is completely different. Um, Number one, the content has to be valuable. This is absolutely true today. Um, Google and other search engines have evolved so much that they can clearly look past um, a page that is just artificially adding keywords to try and rank. And they can literally understand the context of the page. And they use signals in, from a user experience perspective to understand if users find value in this page. Think, they look at things like, are people staying on that page once they go there from search results? And how long are they staying to read and digest the content? Are they going to more pages within the site? Or are they doing what I kind of affectionately call pogo sticking, which is pogo sticking right back to the search results because they didn't find what they were looking for. And in fact, they've come back to look for something different. So having content that really meets the needs of what the user is looking for is absolutely top priority today. And Google is unbelievably good at understanding this. Um, we've seen over the past year that uh, user experience has become incredibly important to SEO, in fact. Now, user experience in and of itself is important, right? We all want websites and web pages that perform well and when we drive users to them, um, users have a good experience on them. But Google also wants to send people from their search results to sites and pages that have a positive user experience. And when I'm talking about user experience, I'm specifically talking about things like page speed. So Google doesn't want to drive someone to a page that loads in 15 seconds. They want to drive people to pages that load very quickly. Um, I'm talking about mobile friendliness. 
Google wants to make sure that if people are searching for things from a mobile device, that when they go to that page, it's going to be legible. They're not going to have to do a lot of pinching and zooming and things like that. And they want to make sure that experience is secure as well. So ensuring that websites are using SSL certificates, you can see that if a site has an HTTPS in front of it, um, it is secure. So all those signals from a user experience perspective actually impact SEO quite a bit these days. And the final thing I would say about how it's changed, and I kind of alluded to this in my first point, is search is much more semantic these days. And to give you a, a, an example, and this is kind of the example I always use, I can go to Google and I can search for who is the actor in the latest James Bond movie. And it will literally show me the result, Daniel Craig even though I didn't type Daniel Craig in the search at all, right? So there's not a one-to-one -one keyword match here. And, and that's how Google and that's how all of our Alexa devices work, um, is they're able to understand the context of what we're looking for based on any given uh, search term or search phrase. And search engines have moved away from this one-to-one -one kind of keyword matching basis. It's all about, does my content serve the need of what the user is looking for? That's remarkable. It's, I mean, it's wild. Um, yeah. It's uh, the, how far these search engines have come in, in their machine learning and artificial intelligence over the past couple of years. It, it is, it is truly remarkable. Yeah, it blows my mind. It, it's, yeah, they're getting so smart. Um, but I think that also be, ends up being a challenge for small business owners because it's ever-changing and keeping up is uh, a challenge, especially, you know, like when we're doing any other things, so, which I imagine is where like hiring an SEO agency or consultant comes in, right? Yeah, I mean, so I, you know, I think uh, there, there's kind of a couple paths. I, I firmly believe that if any individual business owner or um, any individual contributor is motivated and interested, that SEO can be learned. There is a learning curve. So, you know, you need to learn and understand what are the different factors that these search engines consider in terms of how they rank different pages? We've, we've talked about that a little bit already. We've scratched the surface. Um, so having that motivation is important, but also having the time, right? It, it takes time. And we, we both know that business owners are oftentimes trying to juggle 50 things at once. Um, so time is often an element that business owners do not have. Um, and it takes patience too, right? Um, the, the real big difference between something like search engine optimization and digital advertising is that digital advertising, you can turn on today and start seeing results today. Now you're paying for it, you're investing in um, those paid ads, but with SEO, it's more of a long-term investment. The work you're doing today, you're gonna see those benefits in a few weeks to a few months. Um, so that's the real difference there. And, you know, I think um, certainly for business owners, there are, you will find no shortage of SEO agencies and SEO consultants out there. You know, from my perspective, I think it, it might be worth um, sharing some of the things that I've seen 
in terms of how business owners can really evaluate how to find the right SEO agency or consultant, if that's okay with you to I share. I think that would be great. That was going to be my next question. So please do. Yeah. So, you know, it, um, here's the thing, SEO and you, this was one of the first things you said is it's a little bit of a black box, right? It's this, it's this idea that I think many business owners have probably heard the term and maybe know what it stands for and, and maybe know a little bit about it, but most business owners don't really know the tactics. And the challenge in that is it's kind of like taking your car to a mechanic. I am a self-professed, not a car person. So when I take my car to the mechanic and they give me a diagnosis, I kind of have this blind faith that they're, they're telling me the right thing and they're fixing the right thing. And I think a very similar relationship exists with business owners and SEO agencies or consultancies where um, SEO agencies or consultants are, you know, sharing best practices and strategy and tactical recommendations and the business owner to a degree has to say, okay, I, I entrust you with what you're saying. Um, but I think there are some ways to really do a good job of vetting an agency or, or a consultant before taking that leap. So I think one of the most important things, maybe the most important thing is first to identify if your agency or your consultant is asking you questions about your organizational goals and vision and making a clear connection between those things and a proposed strategy, right? So I, I think if there's one thing that business owners take away from this conversation, it's that when you're thinking about, or, or if you're doing SEO, if you're using SEO strategically or as a tactic, or even thinking about it, it's so critical to make sure that you have a reason for doing it, right? And some common organizational goals are, hey, we want to drive more awareness to some of our product or service pages on our site. We want to drive more traffic to either specific product or service pages or content um, or, or other things that are on our site. Uh, even as far as we want to drive more leads from search, we want people to come to our website and we want to increase our lead generation from our website from search traffic, or we want to increase our sales if we're in an e-commerce environment. So having those goals and being able to establish them and articulate them and have your agency or your consultant be able to talk to you about those and make clear connections between your goals and a proposed strategy is so critical. If you're working with or even having conversations with an agency or a consultant that isn't asking you those questions, I think that's a really big red flag, right? That means that they're not necessarily trying to align with your organizational goals but they're just trying to use whatever tactics they have or whatever tactics they know, um, probably to, you know, have your website show up in rankings. But the challenge with that is that business owners don't pay SEO people to show up in rankings. They pay them for results, increased traffic, increased lead generation, increased sales. And that's why I think it's so critical to focus on that that organizational goals and vision conversation when you're thinking about hiring an agency or a consultant. Wow. I, I could not agree with you more. I think 
so many of these organizations like talk around the subject and they know that it's not something that's understood by business owners. So, so they talk in generalities. So I, yep. I love this that, and, and you said, um, so they will, you know, just do SEO to, for page ranking and that's it. So my question is, um, so that sounds to me like that's not all we want, that, that ranking is great, but we should be getting more out of our SEO. Is that fair? Yes, absolutely. And it, it's such a great question. And, you know, this is where I think some of that limited knowledge that business owners have about SEO um, either comes to hurt them or comes to allow them to be taken advantage of by SEO agencies or consultants that, um, you know, don't even can recognize that they don't need to provide more results than just showing up in the rankings. But let me walk you through why that's important. Um, I, many business owners that I have worked with really do like seeing, they, they like the uh, dopamine hit of seeing their website on the first page of results. And certainly that is a, it's a positive thing, but I want to play out a scenario for you where uh, in scenario one, I have a client and I get uh, five of their most important pages on page one for a specific set of keywords. And that's all I share with them. And client one is happy because, hey, my, my pages are showing up on, on page one. Things are seemingly going really well. In scenario two, um, let's skip over the rankings conversation. Uh, I'm not going to share with you where this client is in the rankings, but I tell you, hey, we've increased organic traffic to your site, meaning traffic from search engines. We've increased that by 50% over the last six months, meaning you're getting significantly more eyeballs, more visitors coming to pages that are important. And also, we have increased organic lead generation by 50%, meaning if you were getting um, 50 leads uh, six months ago, you're now getting 75 leads per month. Those things are really meaningful organizational goals they're really core to the organization. And if we go back to um, scenario one, and I told you, hey, we're showing up in all the rankings, but we're not really having any impact on lead generation, right? Like you're showing up in the rankings, but you're not getting any real business results. That kind of illustrates why it's so important to have a partner that is able to um, not only have conversations with you around your goals and around your vision, but also be able to develop strategies and tactics that are meant to impact those, not just impact kind of more vanity metrics like, hey, yeah, we're showing up more in the rankings, but is that having a positive business impact or not? That's the ultimate question. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oh, this is fascinating to me. Because if I'm understanding this right, just because you show up, you know, your site shows up on page one doesn't mean that's drawing anybody to you. Right. Um, there's a lot of things, there's a lot of variables that could be going wrong. And let me share a couple with you. Okay. Uh, number one, you could be showing up for the wrong keywords. Um, you could, you could be showing up for keywords that don't have what I call a strong intent behind them. Meaning you're attracting people that are you know, seeing you in the results, maybe even clicking on your site and, and coming to read information, but they're not turning into visitors because the, the keyword that they're searching for doesn't have the search intent of someone that will ultimately come to you as a customer. Um, I'll, I'll try and think of a real quick example of this. So uh, this is probably not an industry that uh, any of your listeners are in, but it's an easy to understand industry. So let's say that you run um, a, a vegetable supply store and you sell uh, many things related to tomatoes, tomato seeds, uh, tomato cages to grow tomatoes, soil, everyone can kind of wrap their arms around that. And um, let's say that you, one of your pages was showing up for a, a more of an informational keyword around tomatoes. For example, um, how long does it take for tomatoes to grow? Now, if you think about the intent of that keyword, is that person looking for information or are they actually looking to buy supplies? I would say that they're looking for information so they don't have strong purchase intent. However, if that same piece of content is also ranking for um, tomato plant seeds or um, tomato plant soil, or tomato cages, uh, and this is this is not really uh, an area of my expertise, but I'm I'm uh, making my way up as I go. Uh, those things to me all have stronger buying intent. So even if I had a, a site that was ranking on page one for both of those things, any day I would take the latter where there's strong purchase intent behind the keywords. Um, because it's going to, it's going to lead to better business results. And, and that's why I'm kind of saying, you know, looking at rankings alone and saying, Hey, we're on the first page for a specific keyword doesn't really always translate to organizational goals. They still have to click to your website and they still have to take some kind of action for you to meet that goal. Okay. I thought that was a great example. I understood that perfectly. Okay, good. <laughs> Not a not a tomato plant expert, so uh. <laughs> me either. So, but but that made a lot of sense because it it's all within the realm of tomatoes, but different, right? Uh, intention, right? Right, right. Yeah. yeah, got it. Okay, so 
Uh, I'm gonna, uh, I'm sure I'm asking this for all the listeners, but I know I'm asking it for myself. Can you give us like three easy things that we can do to improve our site's SEO? Yeah. Remember I said easy. Yes, you did say easy. So I have to really, um, so I'm going to give you three things for sure, but what I'm going to recommend to you and to your audience, um, again, we're going for low hanging fruit here is rather than trying to uh, create a bunch of new content or look at a lot of different pages, I'm going to encourage you and your audience to just focus on one, maybe two pages. Focus, so so if there's tip number one, there it is. Focus on the most important pages. And remember what I said, organizational and business goals, right? So um, if we're talking about a B2B company, uh, this in almost every scenario, this is not the homepage. This is um, potentially the most profitable or um, the, the service page that, you want to make sure that most people see it is the most important product or service page based page that you have. And same thing from an e-commerce perspective, if you're an e-commerce organization and you have lots of different products, it may be a category page, for example, that you want to optimize, but focusing on one or two that are the most important rather than diluting your efforts is going to be important. And then, um, optimization is, you know, there's a whole process for it, but I want to really try and um, boil this down in a very simple, easy to understand way. So once you've identified those pages, uh, the first thing that I'm going to encourage your audience to do is a little kind of reverse engineering. So think about the user and think about what keywords or key phrases they may use to get to that page. Um Ask your salespeople what terminology their prospects use. Ask your customer service team what terminology, keywords, and key phrases they use. And use that and try to understand, are are those words on my page or are they not? Um, Also, use those words and literally go to Google, type those in, and look at what is showing up on the first page. Because that first page represents what Google is valuing in terms of a match for that keyword and any specific piece of content. And I would encourage you, I know this is kind of a long step too, but I would encourage you to read through all that content and get a sense of what is the context of these pages and what's missing from my page that is included on these pages and update your content to be much more reflective of what the audience is looking for. And I know I've, I've said a lot here, but um, I think this can be done in an hour or less, really just getting a sense of looking at the results on the first page. What are, what are they writing about that I'm not writing about? And adding a paragraph or multiple paragraphs, um, making sure that some of the keywords you're seeing in those search results are reflected on your page in a very natural way and really updating that Uh, that page or that piece of content so that it's really aligned with your user. That would be tip number two. Tip number three is just to run some user experience tests. Now, if you have issues with your site, they're going to be longer and they're not going to qualify for that quote unquote easy category. 
But um, number one, look at and see if your site is secure. Uh, really simple in your browser. Does it have HTTPS in front of it? If it doesn't, uh, usually this can be solved uh, very quickly. Contact your friendly web developer and take care of that. Um, number two, go to the tool Google mobile friendly test and test the mobile friendliness of your site. Um, you'll, you'll likely walk away either with uh, some validation that your site is in good shape or some action items that you can, uh, that you can implement. And the final thing is uh, test your, uh, your page speed. And I would use Google page speed insights for that. All of these are free tools. Um, and the, the assessment, the running of the tools is easy. Anyone can do it. Um, if you find things that need to be changed, then that's where you cross over into the territory of needing either an SEO professional or a web developer. But at least this can give you a sense of why is my page performing the way it is? If it's underperforming, you may have issues with user experience or content or something like that. Those are so great. Thank you. I took notes. I mean, really. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm stretching the boundaries of, of easy and also of three tips, but hopefully there's, there's some good things in there that your audience can use. That's okay. You know, we're only <laughs> going to do the things that end up being easy. So it, yes, it's yes. all good. Yeah. So, <laughs> are there places where like we can learn more about SEO that you would recommend? Yeah, there's some great resources out there. Um, you know, some that I think are really written, written well for um, the, the average, uh, I shouldn't say average, for, for the business professional, right? For, for that individual that doesn't want to get into the technical side of SEO, um, HubSpot has a great blog, blog that talks about all things marketing, um, but you can, uh, you can filter down into SEO topics. I think they do a really good job. Um, there's a gentleman named Neil Patel that is probably one of the thought leaders in the SEO space, and he talks in a very conversational manner, nothing extremely technical. So I think Neil Patel does a good job. There's a site called Backlinko. It's all one word, backlink, and then an O at the end. Um, this site has really uh, robust guides on every aspect of SEO. So if you're one of those business owners or business professionals that is like, I, I want to really kind of get into the nitty gritty a little bit more, Backlinko is a great resource. Um, and then, uh, you know, I, I'll share, and I hope this isn't a, a blatantly selfless plug, but um, there are plenty of uh, great training programs out there, one of which I started in the fall of last year, which is the SEO cohort, which is a, a, a training program that teaches individuals in five weeks or less how to become, uh, ha have that expertise in SEO. And we touch on all of the things that are current and relevant and meaningful. Um, so those are, those are a lot of great resources that I've encountered in my time uh, that I've shared with others. That's terrific. And can I just say that I was going to ask you to explain what the SEO cohort is. So it's all good. Because <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it's, uh, it, it would be a great alternative for people. So yeah, there's a lot of there's, a, you know, to be very candid, there's a lot of really great resources out there. And if you're if you're interested in, you know, being one of those people that's, that's not necessarily going to work with a consultancy or an agency, 
but you say, I, I am at the point where I need to know more about this. And I want to be able to do some of this myself. I want to feel empowered to um, be able to take some of this on myself. The SEO cohort is a training program that will walk individuals through how to do that um, on their own without the help of a consultancy or agency. Certainly not for everyone, but um, if you're if you're interested in that journey, uh, I would definitely encourage you to check it out. I think that's great because there are definitely people out there who are real DIYers, right? I mean, they they just they want to understand it and they want to be able to do it to a point, to a degree. And and then there's the people who, you know, they they just want to stay out of it, but they want to be able to hire. Uh, a consultancy or an agency that's actually going to help them. So that that's why this information is really so incredibly valuable for people. It cuts through all that noise. Yeah. And I hope for all of our friends that are listening today that they, they really do kind of hone in on making sure that they're having those higher level organizational goal-based conversations with their agencies and consultants. Um, that's again, without having those goals and those conversations, SEO can be a bit unguided and not necessarily be targeted on, on any specific goal or objective. Um, so if there's one thing that people take away, I, I think making sure that you're having those conversations first is a really important step. Yeah, I do too. I do too. Wow. Ryan, thank you so much for sharing this information. One, I have to say one of the things that I really appreciate is that you make it understandable, uh, which is really valuable for those of us who hear SEO and, and want to run screaming out of the room. So thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. And I, it's look, it's it is a very confusing, complicated, always changing topic. So um, I, I'm glad to share some of the information that I have. And, and uh, hopefully, your audience was able to take one or two things away that they can try and uh, get a better understanding of kind of where SEO is today. Yeah, for sure. I mean, th there's no doubt about it. And you gave them some really actionable things that they can do. So I really appreciate it. Will you share with them, you know, how they can find you, Swell, you know, the training and everything? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, if you are one of those individuals who is not a DIYer and you are looking for um, an SEO consultant, uh, I run my own digital marketing consultancy called Swell Digital. You can find it at swelldgtl.com or you can search for Swell Digital. Um, and for those of you who are DIYers like myself, um, and you're interested in learning more in-depth information and knowledge around SEO, you can go to theseocohort.com and sign up for the waiting list for our next cohort. And again, that's a, a five-week training program that really empowers uh, individuals to be able to strategize and uh, take control of tactical SEO themselves. Fabulous. Well, as I said, thank you so much for spending this time with us and listeners, thank you. You are who we're doing this for. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, a production of Evergreen Podcasts. Discover more episodes of this podcast and explore others at evergreenpodcast.com. As always, continue to prosper and be curious. 
And if you're looking to get your sales strategy headed in the right direction, pick up a copy of Succeed Without Selling on Amazon or wherever books are sold. Until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day. Hey friends, this is Jim Knight, former 21-year Hard Rock executive turned best-selling author and top 10 keynote speaker. And I'm Brant Menzwar, former frontman of Hollywood's most dangerous band turned top 10 motivational speaker and best-selling author. We host the how-to podcast, Thoughts That Rock, where we talk to rock stars, athletes, CEOs, astronauts, and even next-door neighbors who share their expertise and opinions. Together, we tackle the most interesting and challenging topics of today. Whether you want to learn how to become more confident, how to deal with anxiety at work, or how to write a hit song, or use Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in life, we've got hundreds of episodes to help amp up your life and move you forward. Subscribe to Thoughts That Rock wherever you listen to podcasts, and check out evergreenpodcast.com for more information.